Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode two of the Now Brewing podcast uh, with myself, Josh Martin, and my good buddy, Mr. Curtis Marlowe. Hello, Curtis. Hello, Josh. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Doing well. I just wanted to make a little note about the music that... uh, um, the tantalizing music that tickled your eardrums before this episode started uh, was written, uh, performed, mastered, produced, whatever you want to call it, by a good friend of mine, Dave Clark of Firstborn Son Music. You can find him on uh, Instagram. Uh, he's got some uh, music on Spotify. Really good, uh, really good dude. Fantastic music. I might be a little biased because I have drummed for him before, uh, just before the world shut down and live music was was a legal thing to do. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, definitely check out Firstborn Son Music. Thank you, Dave, for uh, for writing that little intro music for us. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Awesome. So today we are, uh, you know, we're going to bring the heat right, uh, right out of the gate. Episode two is uh, going to be a little, uh, a little different, a little heavier, I think, today because April is Autism Awareness Month, and uh, myself, I don't have a child with autism, um, but I know my good friend Curtis and co-host here does, and uh, and so we wanted to kind of bring. Uh, a different perspective, I suppose, to uh, to the topic of, of autism and and as parents, as uh, as dads dealing with that, uh, and and you know just shine some light on it because I know myself without you know I don't have the experience, so I can't really speak to it. Um, but uh, so this episode I think is going to be pretty Curtis heavy, which is pretty cool. Um, I like that, and uh, I think we're we're going to learn a lot. We're going to be uh, exposed to some, uh, you know, I think some some deep uh, deep truths and things like that about autism and about dealing with kids with uh, with autism. So I think uh, you know, if we want, we're just going to get right into it. Um, so first things first, you you the whole reason this kind of hit a, a struck a chord anyway was you posted a picture um, a little while ago, I guess at the beginning of April of your uh, of your boy uh, asleep on the stairs uh, in your house and saying like this is autism this is dealing with a child with autism and I don't know um, but I'm sure it did for a lot of other people but man like it hit me right in the feels um, like I had a pretty deep moment uh, of being a parent uh, as well really uh, uh, yeah really I don't know man it it it, it hit me hard. It, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it kind of hit us hard that night too. Um, we've, uh, we've, we've had a lot of moments like that, but it had been a while since we'd had a night that had gone um, sideways on us like that, the way that one did. Um, and I mean, I've got to give credit to, uh, to Kate cause the, the post um, that was well written because uh, it was her words. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can uh, I can fair speak, enough. Yeah, I can speak pretty pretty intimately and, and deeply on on some topics, and and I think I would have been my words would have been similar that night to hers. But those that was definitely her; those were her thoughts, and that's how she was feeling that night, and and that kind of mirrored how I felt through the whole experience too. But um, yeah, so that was that was a moment like just a few weeks ago, and like I said, it's it's something that we've worked through a bunch of different times. Um, but it, it really hit us hard that night cause it had been quite a while, uh, since we'd had a moment like that with, with our son, Isaac. So, yeah, so it's Isaac, um, who is number two of four okay. for us. Um, so Isaac's 10, he turned 10 back in October. So 10 and a half, I guess now. Um, nice. and yeah, so Isaac's on, on the spectrum. He's, he's on the autism spectrum. He has ASD and that's, um, you know that's that's a big part of our life, and uh, we're we're growing as a family together and learning as we go. And that's that's essentially what this episode will be more about is like our yeah. experience, experiences as a family, how how that stuff um, has affected us, how we've grown together, and what our experiences are. It'll be less like talking about the 
the science of autism and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. There's lots of, I think there's lots of resources online and in books about that. And, and for me, it's more trying to get the message out there or get like our experiences out there so people can get a bit of a glimpse into what a day in the life of uh, a family with, with one, one or more children on the spectrum. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, uh, I mean, uh, like, like we said, I think the last episode, right? Like when we said, you know, oh, we're not experts, we're, we're experienced, right? Yeah. Uh, I think this is one of those, I think this is one of those topics definitely where I, I don't think anybody can really say they're an expert, right? Like it's, it's all about the experience. Yeah. And I mean, and that's, it's all about the experience. And, and then the biggest thing is it's called ASD autism spectrum disorder, because it's like, super wide ranging where um where they can fall on the spectrum each each individual is different um the you know there's there's a, a line out there or saying out there that says um if you've met someone with autism you've met one person with autism um yeah. not as you know it's it's not one of those things where oh, okay yeah, i've met someone with autism so i know what it's all about um each each individual is different and and each day is different with each individual so um, yeah it's 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 interesting it's it's really um yeah really kind of made parenting uh more challenging for sure but i think more rewarding at the same time yeah absolutely so uh, how did you guys first know there was something sort of um something going on yeah that's a fair question. Um, yeah, I think it was, again, Kate's in education, so she sees a lot of children. She, she's taught a lot of children over the years, and she's, she has a background in um, student support teacher, so working with um, children that have additional needs and, and things like that. So she, is, she, she has that experience where she has seen other people's children um, on the spectrum oftentimes when she was teaching younger primary grades a lot of kids maybe hadn't been diagnosed at that point but as a teacher you start to pick up on on those things as an educator um so she kind of i think made me more aware of some of the things with isaac that were different obviously as i said he was number two for us so chloe was, at that point when he was born chloe was two and a half so we'd had those experiences with the developmental difference or sorry the developmental stages of a, of a child and, you know everybody always said oh boys are different and you know <laughs> whatever right so um i think initially for me it was kind of you pass certain things off as being like oh one child is going to develop differently than than others but um i mean simple things with isaac that are pretty common, I think, with, with children with ASD. Um, he had a lot of sensitivities, so skin sensitivities, um, okay. tags. We had to cut all the tags out of all his clothes. Like, he would just go bananas um, if there was a tag or, or a heavy seam in his clothes. Um, that would really bother him and set him off. Um, socks in the morning. Like, and that's still, to, to this day, like, only certain socks will work for him. Um, I don't know how many times Kate has purchased a pair of socks or like a pack of socks and he puts them on and he's just, he fidgets with them and moves them around. Like the seams have to fit just right over his toes um, where he'll try them on and be like, no, no, these won't work. <laughs> so then you, you got to return them or because Elliot's right behind him, right? A couple years behind him. And, and uh, so we just hang on to them and let him wear them. Nice. Um, but <laughs> The sensitivity to like clothes um, was a big kind of a big, big, um, I guess, just something that we noticed um, sensitivity to noises, sounds and smells um, like to this day, he won't sit down beside one of his siblings that's eating a bagel and cream cheese just something about the smell of cream cheese just sets him right off. <laughs> like if he's if he's having breakfast at the island in the kitchen yeah. and a bowl of cereal or eating toast and peanut butter and Elliot will come over with a bagel and cream cheese and sit down and he'll just get up he's like oh I can't and just walk away <laughs> so those were kind of like the sensitivity I mean it's it, it is funny like I mean I'm laughing about it too because we're, we've worked through some of these things but oh, in, a, in a moment it was you know at, at the beginning when we weren't really sure what was going on it was 
it's pretty hectic, right? Because everybody would be like, oh, you know, he's having a tantrum or this and that. Yeah. It was just like, no, like, no, we've seen that with his sister. And, you know, Kate, again, being a, a primary educator at the time, like she's like, no, I've seen kids do that. And, and his were different. They were, they were much more intense and much more um, focused on a particular something. And, and that was another thing is like, he would just repeat the same thing over and over and over again. Um, so like looking back on it, it's like the classic ASD type of things that people, um, now we know people experience with their kids and stuff. So that was kind of the stuff when he was younger, when we sort okay. of thought, okay, you know, we could see something. And then, uh, you know, he started school everything seemed to be okay like social like that's another thing with with autism and asd stuff is the, the the social piece um their ability to communicate with with their peers and and things like that and that for me i never really noticed that when he was younger um but with the other things that i mentioned and then he got into grade one and <laughs> we got uh, a meeting. I remember specifically because Kate said to me, so we got called into a meeting with Isaac's teacher and they're 15 minute blocks, but she blocked off 30 minutes for us. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Something's going on here. But um, she was fantastic actually. So this was mm, spring, uh, no, like winter of grade one, I believe. And uh, he hadn't been diagnosed yet. And she said, I can't diagnose him, but I know there's something. And mm -hmm. she, she talked about some of the things and, um, and she kind of looked at us and, and we weren't surprised, right? Because Kate had prepped yep. me for that. And, and so, yeah, so that was kind of like early on, there was that type of stuff that we were experiencing and noticing even prior to, to his diagnosis, so. And then later that year in grade one, that spring, he, we went through the process of um, like having, having him assessed and, and getting the, the formal diagnosis from the pediatrician and from the, the, um, the crew down at uh, Kids Inclusive here in Kingston. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, it, it seems like it's like, a, I mean, I've, I have five kids, so we all know that, like you were saying, right? Every kid's different. Yeah. yeah. I, like, you, you try to raise them all the same, but they end up all completely different and and all having unique personalities and all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I remember with my with my second, which is kind of funny, my, my second is a boy as well. Keegan, um, he gave us a hard time, like a like hard time the first few years of his life and stuff like that. Like, you know, and it was one of those things where we were thinking, you know, like, should we have, should we have, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, he didn't have the same sort of um, you know, texture issues or um, yeah. textile sensitivities, all the, uh, those types of things. And and I know it's it's one of those things. And I mean, he's 13 now and, you know, not having any problems or anything like that. So, um, you know, but it's always one of those things as a parent, right, where it seems to be more common nowadays. Um, and, and one of those things that seems a little bit um, – seems a little bit more easily identifiable i don't know would you uh, would you think that maybe it's a little bit easier to diagnose now and like i mean even 10 years ago right like yeah i, th I think that they definitely know a lot more right like they know a lot more about um the characteristics of a child with autism uh, they they know more about the the condition. Um, there's still lots more for them to learn. It's funny you mention that, right? Like, because we had said, oh yeah, there's there's something, and and it was it was weird because it was like we almost, you know, I don't want to say we wanted it to be that, but we wanted to know that there was something. There was like we weren't missing, yeah, kind of doing something. So I remember going through and watching the assessment and I don't like, we were like, is he passing? Is he failing? Like we, <laughs> we don't know what they're looking for. Right. Cause they do like a, a language, um, a language assessment to it. And, and like just information processing stuff, there's a social interaction component and, and okay. you don't know if they're 
passing or failing because we, <laughs> we don't know what we're looking for, right? But um, I I think you're you're right. It's certainly um, more recognizable for the, ex, the experts to kind of pick up on now. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm learning more the more parents I speak to or the more people that hear about us and our story with with our son with with autism that there's more families out there that are dealing with um the same stuff that we are there's I think so I do think it's it's more um more diagnosed for sure yeah um because it's it's a pretty wide spectrum too right like it's not like you were saying right it's not like if your kid checks off this box this box this box yeah that's it yeah exactly and some some kids are gonna like if we're checking off boxes some kids are gonna check off certain boxes and and still be on the spectrum and other kids will will check off more boxes or different boxes um kate and i went to uh the multi center we went to like uh, a parent um a parent training course a workshop essentially like it's training training you to sort out you know the reason for for uh, i guess um your for your child having having an episode if you will um it's just like learning why what was the trigger there and, and so we we went through a lot of that and there was other couples there other families other guardians of other kids and that was when it really hit me like the the wide range of spect of the spectrum um Isaac is extremely high functioning. He's extremely mm-hmm. high functioning on the spectrum. Um, so there's like, it's, I mean, generally children on the spectrum, they don't look any different than anyone else. No. It's, it's, it's a hidden, it's a hidden condition, right? Um, so Isaac certainly, and, and most kids on the spectrum look just like any other kid. And for Isaac, the, the, the triggers that are there and the small things that are there um when when he's triggered it's it's big it's a big um episode but we're fortunate because there's other families that are dealing with kids farther on the spectrum or at the other side of the spectrum um from where we are with isaac and you start to realize that you know yes we've got a lot on our plate and we're dealing with a lot but there are families that are dealing with multiple kids with asd and um as i said kind of on the the opposite side of the spectrum and and they're dealing with a lot more than us um so it certainly doesn't downplay our experiences and and some of the stresses and struggles that we have of course of course it certainly puts it into perspective for you for sure nice now the the one thing you you also posted uh uh, on Instagram, I think it was a picture of I think it was Chloe, with uh, with a book on yeah. uh, on dealing with with autism. Um, I mean, for one, your heart must have absolutely exploded when uh, when she wanted to read that just to kind of help a brother out a little bit more and that sort of thing. Like, I I was even moved, but at, at it, you know, like having multiple kids, right? You always want, you know, the the older siblings or even some younger siblings, right? To just have a little bit more of an understanding, be a little bit more empathetic, and yeah, and yeah. The, so, how's the how's the interaction between the siblings and stuff? Like, uh, again, I know the. I mean, gosh, with five kids, my kids are fantastic. They, I think, they love each other, but there are some days where you just have no idea, right? Like they yeah. are either at each other's throats or they're loving on each other, right? Like. How do you find the interaction with uh, with with a, a kid who has ASD and then you know the siblings? Um, it's it's interesting. So we've as a family we've gone to multi center um, five of us without Isaac um, to talk about autism and what autism is. Kate and I have had multiple sessions with with our caseworkers there, and they've been fantastic. Um, but we took Chloe and Elliot and Stella um, to the multi center as well to talk to a lady and kind of get some understanding of what autism is and you know understand that Isaac has autism and this and that. Um, I remember the lady saying, um, you know, because all the kids were like, "Yeah, Isaac has autism." Whatever, because we had told them we, you know, <laughs> we've talked about it a little bit. And you try and explain because um, 
you know, his behavior still needs to be acceptable and needs to be in, in a um, kind of in a particular way, but mm -hmm. he, he's got a little bit more leniency, right? Um, on, yeah. on the expectations and, and how quickly he comes around to what those expectations are. So you have to speak to your kids about that older and younger about, you yeah, know, yeah. Same is not fair, or fair is not same. Uh, however, that term goes, I always get it backwards. Um, so we, uh, so the kids were like, "Oh yeah, I know Isaac has autism, whatever." And the lady said, "Does Isaac know he has autism?" And all five of us kind of looked at each other and were like, "No, <laughs> no, we've never, we've never spoken to him." And she was like, "Well, why not?" And we're like, "That's a good question." That's a so, good question. Yeah. So we we talked about that, um, how we would uh, approach that with him. Um, and we did go home. We told him, like, uh, Kate was like, do you know what autism is? And they go to a French first language school. So she like used a couple terms that he might be familiar with from school in French. Okay. And, uh, he's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, well, you have autism. And he goes, no, I don't. And he turned around <laughs> and walked away. <laughs> so, like, okay. That went well. Um, what do you know, mom? Yeah. Right? So, um, yeah. So it's, it's. That that was kind of a, a standout moment for me. Is like, how how did he take it? How did the other kids take it? And then and then how do they interact with him and and that kind of stuff? And I guess the biggest thing that I notice um, is you mentioned it, Chloe. She picked up that book. It's written by a teenager who is living life on the spectrum, and it's so it's firsthand knowledge written by by a teen on the spectrum and and so that's what chloe wanted to read it for was to kind of understand a little bit of how isaac might see the world or how the world is for isaac um mm -hmm. and just the amount of compassion and empathy that 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 shows um was yeah it was a moment for me for sure and i've seen that before with her where isaac's kind of he's he's having a, a tough time and he's not adjusting and adapting well and sh she'll come over and like kind of put her arm around him try and like comfort him show show him that you know she cares and she understands and it often doesn't <laughs> elicit the response that she wants <laughs> he usually like pushes it away and yeah, yeah. leave me alone kind of thing and, and goes about his business but i mean for the most part i think her for sure because she's older and and kind of understands the situation a lot better she's she's really great about it um stella and elliot being younger i don't know like i don't want to say it's like it's like a game for them but they they don't truly understand the gravity of of the situation yeah. um so yeah but i mean they the, the interaction is is fine they they do understand um that sometimes Isaac gets a little bit more, a little bit more leeway on, on certain situations and sure. they don't like it. <laughs> they don't <laughs> like it. We got to work through that with them. But uh, yeah, so it's as a, as a family unit though, it's been, it's, there's been a lot of growth. There's been a lot of growth and, and they are more, more patient when he's having, he's having a time. And there are times where we're driving in the car and he'll just, something's not right either um transitions are, yeah well transitions are a big thing for him oh, so okay. he wasn't given enough enough of a heads up that we were going to be leaving uh, okay. and, like, not given enough information about it and he's so he's trying to process where are we going what what's this mean for me and and all of that kind of stuff and then um, driving by tim hortons and getting a whiff of uh <laughs> actually that's a big one right like there's a lot of there's a lot of moments where it's like i want timbits and then it's like i want timbits for like 45 minutes like and we're on our way to the cottage and it's like two and a half hour drive and we're like we're in Belleville, right and he's still like angry and screaming and the other kids they they get that it's more than just a kid trying to be difficult right like yeah. he's, he's not able to shut that off um, yeah. So they like clam up and they're like calm. <laughs> they're like sitting there because they know that mom and dad are pretty much as high as we can go as far as stress level. And they're not. So that's, you know, they, they try our patience at other times. But in the moments when, when Isaac's having a tough go, um, they're pretty good about recognizing that now is not a good time to be, be a bother to mom and dad. That's good. That's good. Oh, man. Um, 
Yeah. And that's, uh, I mean, that's so neat that, uh, you know, that the kids kind of recognize that. Um, does Isaac himself, like, after you kind of, like, talk to him about, you know, what is autism and, and that sort of thing, does he recognize it? Like, does he, like, when he's, I mean, I would assume probably when he's, like, kind of uncontrollable, does he have, like, little cues or things like that that work for him to kind of bring himself down? Or are you finding that that's something that, that like, that's on you as parents and that's maybe something that the kid can help out with and he just can't, like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, is it, yeah. No, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. Um, he's learning that stuff. Like, that's okay. what we've noticed as, you know, he's, he's he is 10. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, we've been dealing with this for well, it'll be four years this spring since he got his since we got the diagnosis, and um, so he's he's understanding his feelings a lot more. Um, he's sometimes really uncomfortable with feelings, like really uncomfortable with feelings. Yeah. Um, and he's but he's starting to appreciate that feeling this way sometimes is okay, and and. Um, Kate's been working with him. He's he's spoken with his caseworker, like the family caseworker and, and counselor at Maltby Center recently, about you know his feelings and um, what, what were the terms uh, Kate was using the other day around like is this kind of like a big big worry, not like not as big of a worry or like a little worry kind of thing, and so he's able to start recognizing that scale. Um, of how how upset he's getting, um, so that's a big part of um, a big part of growing with with ASD. Is like for the rest of us, we can we can just sort out our feelings, and and you kind of figure that stuff out just through just through life, and and you yeah. self uh, you're self aware of of. Um, your self-awareness of your feelings and stuff. And we can, we can figure that out. And he just needs to be taught, right? Like it's just, it's a little bit more, it has to be a little bit more structured for him. And, and that's coming, that stuff's coming where he's starting to, yeah, he's starting to be able to calm himself down a little bit more easily. And we're starting to be able to talk to him in a moment and like get that moment to calm down more. But thinking back to like, a few weeks ago and the night that he fell asleep on the landing and the stairs and that was a night where like there was just really no calming him down and it was just kind of letting it ride out and he says some pretty hurtful things <laughs> at times <laughs> um for sure it's, and a, just, it's amazing eh? how much their yeah. little words <laughs> yeah their words dig deep man <laughs> they certainly do and they know they do too so oh, of course uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been interesting watching him grow with his feelings and, and whatnot lately. Um, I'd say it was about a month ago, maybe, for the first time. He'd never said, I love you, ever. Really? I talked about it and, like, never said, I love you. And it was just, like, you, you put your kids to bed and, I mean, they all have their individual bedtimes and you, you put yeah. one to bed and you go and you hang out with them and put the next one to bed and, you know, we, we still read to Isaac pretty much every night. And, and then you're shutting off the light, saying goodnight. And you're like, okay, buddy, good night, love you. He's like, yep, night. <laughs> and that's it. Like, Ten years of, yep, good night. <laughs> yep, see you tomorrow. And it's like, like about a month ago, I was like, okay, buddy, have a good sleep. Had a lot of fun today. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> I was like, stop dead in my tracks. I'm like, I'm I'm not making a big deal out of this because it may never happen again if I do. So, but like I walk out of his room, close the door and I like ran downstairs. I'm like, he just said, I love you. And Kate's like, to you? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, ah, I'm like, it'll come, it'll come. <laughs> so, um, and now it's like, now it was like breaking the ice. So he didn't say it again for about a week. And then he said it to me again, and I came down. And I said, said oh. to Kate, I held that over Kate's head. I'm like, he said it again. She's like, come on. I'm like, yep. Um, but now he, you know, she was pretty, pretty excited, and it was, it's a moment. Like I'll never, ever, ever oh. forget that. You and will never forget that, man. No, 
um, it was 10, 10 years in the making that one. So and now it's, it's been interesting because as I said, he's like learning about his feelings and he's talked to, talked to a counselor about feelings and, and that kind of thing. And, and now it's starting to, to come out a little bit more and he's like playing with it. Cause it's funny. You'll say, I love you. And he's like, I love you. He's like, the more he'll sing it, right? And That's like, awesome. I guess he said to Kate tonight, uh, she sent me a message when, when we were just getting working on this this episode. And she's like, he said, I love you like a million times. But it's like, it's he's playing around with the feeling. Like, what does this mean to me? Yeah. And like, what, you know, so it's kind of neat to, to watch him kind of sort all that stuff out too. Well, you got to wonder if he picks up on it too, right? Like if he picks up on how it makes you feel. Oh, I think he does. Uh, yeah like like uh man i could just uh, like i don't know i like as soon as you close the door man that first night that he said i love you i could just i if it was me man i would have just been bawling like <laughs> i don't even think like i said i ran downstairs but i don't think i did right away like i, I think i leaned on the railing and oh. yeah it was like, pretty close to crying it was, it was oh, pretty no, yeah it was a big day it was a big day for us <laughs> Oh man, like, and it's, uh, yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, like, back when we were growing up and things like that, like, something like this would have been classed as a, like, there's something wrong, it's a disorder, it's a sickness, or it's, you know, it's it's something um, negative. Um, but man, when you look at some of these kids, right, the, the you know, all kids but um you know the, the autism kids with down syndrome all this kind of stuff man they are beautiful kids like oh, they, they are they, so special man like it's unbelievable ultimately there's nothing wrong with the kids it's just how wow. we it's it's how we interact with them that needs to change right like we just need to be less it has to be this way right like um yeah because yeah i mean isaac sees the world differently kids with asd they see the world differently and and that's not wrong we just no. need to accept this is how they see the world and how can how can we work with that situation and i i feel like um you know we got the diagnosis when he was six six and a half um in grade one and it was one of those things where it was like a big sigh of relief because we were like yeah. oh man, this kid's tough like he's tough and and i don't know i don't know how to work through this and you know we we would have uh people would look after look after him at, at that point uh yeah i guess stella would have been born too so we had we had all four and um and there i mean there are a lot you know when you've got a lot of kids it's a lot to ask yeah. somebody to look after three four or five kids um and then you throw a kid who is on the spectrum in there and and it was like everybody was like how do you how do you how do you manage him how do you deal with this and and so for us, it was a sigh of relief when we were like, okay, so he has ASD, he's on the spectrum. Okay, so now how do we deal with this? And then you start to learn, mm -hmm. uh, it's not, there's it's just, there's not one way to deal with it. You've got to learn and grow with it. But that was like the biggest thing was we had the, the diagnosis. And then I think everyone was hoping that there was like a handbook. Okay, we're gonna ask you to watch Isaac for the night so we can go to a movie or you know go away for a weekend because we definitely need it um and i think it was like and, and it's natural when you don't know a lot about the situation people are like okay well what things do we need to avoid with isaac and it's like oh, it's like really situational it's the, you almost have to just read the moment and and be able to read read the individual and and stuff so it's mm -hmm. that was i think that was the tough part was everybody was hoping that it would make things easier and it it didn't make things easier at all um really it just kind of made it a little bit more you could appreciate what was happening and why things were happening but for a long time you almost couldn't see the trigger. Like you couldn't yeah. figure out what it was that was triggering them. Obviously we live with them every day and, and, and we do our best to kind of pick up on those things and, and yeah. prevent those, those situations from happening. But yeah, I mean, three weeks ago, right. He was 
is sleeping on the <laughs> cried himself to sleep on the on the land. So you know we're not we're not getting through every day scot free <laughs> without no, having our moments. So, yeah, man. Like when they say patience is a virtue, right? Like I mean, you and Kate must have just you guys must have mastered patience by now because that's I, I think that's probably uh, you know from somebody who doesn't have a child with with autism. Uh, it seems like that is the biggest component to being a parent with a child with autism is having those, having the, the, the patience. I mean, even though I'm sure, like, like you're saying, right, like you almost don't know what's coming, you know, you never know, uh, you know, today could be a great day, tomorrow could be, who knows, right? Um, but having that, that patience just must be, uh, yeah, you, and I mean, like you said, right, there are certainly times where you guys just need to get away. Yeah. Oh, definitely. He's <laughs> on you, right, quite a bit, but. Yeah, no, we're fortunate. We, we've got a good support network. We're, we're able to get away. Um, we're able to get away occasionally, usually a couple times a year. We can get away for a weekend and, you know, a bit longer in the summer, um, usually just, around our anniversary. Yeah, we just like, you know. <laughs> Peace out. See you later. Don't want to hear about it until we get home kind of thing. But um, yeah, so I mean, we're we're pretty, uh, pretty fortunate in that sense. But I think sometimes it's it's we get to a really we get to a breaking point before we either ask for help mm -hmm. um, and maybe that's waiting too long. I mean, you mentioned about patience. I don't think we're very patient. I really don't. <laughs> You probably um, don't think you are, but I'm sure you probably are. Uh, we, we, I think, again, having the diagnosis, you know you have to be patient. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In the moment, you have to remind yourself to be patient, and you have to remind yourself, like, he's not doing this to be a brat, right? Like, he's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. Often, I mean, there are times, don't get me wrong, He's, he's a kid. He's just like other kids, right? <laughs> As well, if he wants to be a brat, he'll be a brat. And yeah. I think that part is like distinguishing. Okay, is this the ASD piece right now, or is it just being a kid? Um, because they're does not he all. Use, does he use it as an excuse sometimes? No, because he doesn't think he has it. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> I think you have, a, you have autism. No, I don't. Um, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think coming around to the idea a little bit though, because because Kate has had him, um, as I mentioned on on a few a uh, few calls with with the Multi Center. So I think he's coming around to the idea the idea of it. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. <laughs> Back to the patience thing is you want to have patience, mm -hmm. but like we live life so up high on the stress level, like all the time um, that it's it's hard i think that's that's the hard time to, yeah. to have instances because we're kind of sitting up so high all the time on the stress levels so yeah no doubt no doubt oh man i uh, i mean uh, i guess for for anybody that's that's listening like it you know i mean we hope that people will be able to take something away um whether or not they have kids with autism or whether or not they know somebody with you know uh, who has a child with autism or things like that um i think the biggest thing is is like you're saying right you guys have a good support system mm -hmm. and that seems to be that seems to be kind of crucial i think in in something like this is is to know like you said right it sometimes it feels like it's a little bit too late but to be able to reach out to that you know, support system and stuff like that. So, you know, one of those things that, you know, if, if anybody, you know, can take something away uh, from what we're talking about or things like that is, is to know, especially that, you know, like every kid's different, right? Every kid on the spectrum is going to show something different. But if if you can be that sort of support for somebody um, or, or just, you know, uh, just let that family or somebody like that know that yeah yeah you know what i'm here you need a hand whatever you know that sort of thing those, those types of things i think are are pretty important as well um, yeah i think it's it's one of those things where you get you get help 
you have people who come in and, and get help and uh, or can give you like respite and, and a chance to just get away. And you come back and they're like, you know, oh, how was the weekend? Oh, you know, this or that. And Isaac was Isaac was this. And, and we're like, yeah, no, like that's us every day. Like we live yeah. that every day. <laughs> so um, it, it is it, it it is an opportunity for those close to us to kind of get a small glimpse and a small peek into to what life is like for us on a daily basis. And I think that's the hardest part for a lot of people is they experience it. They go through it for, you know, a couple hours if they're babysitting our kids. And because, um, gosh, we can't leave all the kids with Chloe. <laughs> just bananas. They just fight the whole time. Um, but I mean, even same thing, like a couple days, um, no matter who it is, right? Like they, yeah. they're like, oh, boy, that's a lot. And that's like, yeah, that's a lot, but that's like us every day, like yeah. a lot every day. So um, it's, it's, it's interesting. There's, there's so much to it, Josh. Like I could honestly talk about this for multiple episodes. I mean, from the social, the social interaction piece and as a parent, yeah. seeing your kids, like Isaac's, he's, he's hilarious. He's such a funny kid. That's he's awesome. Like so funny. He has so much, so much, um, humor to him he's he's got charisma he's charismatic he's funny um he's super athletic um just like his dad oh gosh he's got me beat beat in the athletics department um but like school wise he's so bright like math is super easy to him like it's just he's he has so many positive um things that uh i think get overshadowed for a lot of people because of the challenges he he goes through with the asd stuff but I, you know as a parent it's it's tough to watch a child who has all of those positive things going for them the athleticism um he's a cute little devil too but i mean just it's the social piece that i find so hard to watch i find yeah. it so hard to watch him interact with other kids he's got a very very small group of friends very small where I mean socially as a kid growing up I I, I think I had a lot of friends like I think I think I was cool I don't know um, <laughs> mom he, yeah, my mom told me I was really cool <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those things where and again the athletic piece like he could he could do really well at whatever activity he chooses to do yeah. but it's it's the unknown it's the transition into something new um, you know if if we're late to an activity, even if it's an activity that he's been a part of, like we've, we've tried soccer a couple times and he kind of like box at it. And then he's like, okay, no, I want to go. Like, I remember Kate had him literally all the way to the soccer dome for indoor soccer in the parking yeah. lot, brought his cleats, like his shoes, everything. And he was just like, no. And she's <laughs> like, are you sure? Like he went to bed the night before and he's like, I don't know. I'll let you know in the morning. And Kate had arranged it with the soccer club. Like, we didn't need to commit. He could go try it out. So the, the next morning, okay, yeah, mom, I'll go, I'll go, we'll go. So they get there, pull up, and he's like, no, I can't. And she's like, are you sure? And he's like, like it was just, he's just fighting with himself because he wants, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. He wants yeah. to be able to take part in those activities. But socially, it's so challenging for him, um, and he can't get past it. And I'm thinking ball hockey was – ball hockey is one thing that he – He's done for a few years and really, really enjoys it. But if we get there and ball hockey like has started, if the game has started, turn around and leave. There's no, there's no chance he's joining in after something has already started. Uh, same thing, trampoline, if you get there. Oh, I think one time for, for trampoline, the session had already started. We we missed it by a week. I think we, we got our dates wrong. We missed it by a week. And when he found out that he, it was week two and it had already started, he was like, no, no, <laughs> hard pass on that one. So we had to wait for the next session because he didn't want to start it when it had already. It was just so it's it's that kind of stuff that he'll, yeah. learn, he'll learn to to get around, like get get his head around and, and be OK with. And that's that's our role is to, to support him in that process yeah. and, and not yeah. push him and not get him even more anxious about it. Um, He's going to be an incredibly punctual adult. <laughs> yeah i hope so um it's it's funny though like it's the the whole transition thing and 
we talk about that um, changes in routine and stuff. And, and it brings me back to, you know, it's, as you said, April's Autism Awareness, Autism Acceptance Month, um, whatever you, whatever term you want to use for it. And it brings me back to uh, a photo that Kate shared and, and I shared it on social media. I think at one point too, we share it every, every April. Um, mm -hmm. And it's of this boy. Um, well, this one, sorry, this one was, um, yeah, this one was from last spring. So I guess this is the second year in a row that we've, we've shared this and it's, I'm looking at it right now and there's this boy and he's holding up a yellow sign and there's a heart and, uh, the puzzle pieces, because the puzzle pieces are, are um, kind of signify autism. And um, the sign that he's holding up says, the whole world is currently frustrated with last minute routine change. Not so fun, is it? And that's, that's the big thing with autism is shifting in routines. And they, they just they have a really tough time with that. And um, that one hit home, because that's like, uh that's a big trigger for Isaac. And I think it's a big trigger for most kids and most individuals with ASD. Um, so yeah, that's one that I like to, to think back on. And, you know, we're, we're, we're having a, a hard time dealing with what the world's going through right now. And that's kind of what individual individuals with ASD deal with on a daily basis. So. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I think it, it definitely, uh, if anything, yeah, this whole, uh, this whole change in our routines and stuff like that can definitely uh, maybe help people bring a little bit more awareness to ASD and what they have to deal with and stuff like that, right? If we can take anything positive from being in the third lockdown and this COVID stuff and changes in all of our day-to-day uh, -day routines and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, you know, maybe we can kind of flip the script a little bit and kind of go, ah, yeah. this is... Uh, this is, you know, what they have to deal with all the time. So it's kind of a good, uh, maybe a good, uh, maybe a good kick in the pants for a lot of people too. Uh, yeah. But we, we want to complain about everything, right? Just yeah. Like every day. You're totally right. And that's the thing. Like, I, I think I'm, I'm more open to, to sharing some of those experiences when Kate shares them on like Facebook, social media stuff, like they're, they're very impactful. It's, it's been a, it's been a, a moment for her for sure. When she, when she puts us out there as kind of being these, this vulnerable family and, and stuff, but um, we don't do it out of pity for sure. Like we're not, we're not looking for people to feel bad for us because, no, of course. because we had a night, um, but we're, we're doing it to just, yes, shed some light on, on what families, battle with kind of each and every day um, when they've got a kid on on the spectrum and it's tough for sure and I know everybody's battling their own their own tough things and and whatnot but that's I think that's our role as as parents um, parents of a child with with autism is is to make people more aware of more aware and more accepting um, mm -hmm. of the behaviors of, of kids and individuals with, with ASD because what they're going through and what they're dealing with is, is something that a lot of us can't understand, right? We can't, we can't look through their eyes. We can't look through their lens. And all we can do is kind of really try and be empathetic, being compassionate and, and be there when they need, need us. And uh, yeah, it's, it's been super rewarding for sure as a parent to, uh, to see his growth. And then, you know, as, Things like you you mentioned watching Chloe be so compassionate yeah. with her brother and and you can see it in her eyes when he's having a really really tough go, um, you can see it that she's like she's gutted for him because she knows how much he's struggling inside. So that's that's kind of cool. That's also rewarding. It makes you feel like you've done a decent job with your kids so far. Anyway, <laughs> well, I'm sure you have, man. Well, I mean, this is this has been good. I think uh, you know, like you said, right? We could probably talk for uh, hours more about it, and you know, uh, but I think uh, I think I think that's a good spot yeah. um, to to kind of you know to kind of leave things and and man, it, like it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's pretty cool to uh, free to share and be vulnerable and open up about uh, about the family and about what's uh, what it's like because yeah. like, like I said there, there are a lot of us that don't know uh, what, what you go through and uh, um, and it's not something that a lot of people openly share so I think uh, 
so kudos to you um, for being uh, for being vulnerable about it. I appreciate you. Uh, I mean, it's your idea for us to talk about it um, <laughs> this month because uh, with April being Autism Awareness Month, so I appreciate you uh, pushing me to. As you, when you mentioned it to me, I'm like, oh man, okay, we're we're diving into my deep stuff right quick. Here. Okay, episode um, two. Here we yeah, go. Right, right. So, no, I mean, it's it's one of those things is we're going to talk about being dads and we're going to talk about some yeah, of our experiences man. and whatnot. So this is, we'll circle back around to this thing because this is. Oh, I'm sure. Part of who we are. So <laughs> we definitely, yeah, I think we can, we can probably close on that for, for this go around and, and we'll come back to this. Oh, I think we will. Yeah. I think we will. Well, very cool. Well, thank you everybody for uh, for listening and tuning in. Um, you can find our uh, podcast on, I mean, wherever you found it. I suppose you're listening to it now. So um, I, I think we're on every platform. I don't think we're on iTunes quite yet, but again, not it's on Apple Podcasts yet. Not on Apple Podcasts yet. So Dang, uh, I don't know. I know we're gonna have to have a talk with them about it. Um, but uh, other than other than that, uh, yeah, Spotify, Google, please share it. Um, we also have our Instagram page, which is uh, nowbrewing.podcast is the, uh, the handle, I think is, again, what you call it um, uh, for Instagram. So we're on Instagram. I don't think we have a Facebook page yet. Maybe we will one day. I don't know. But right now, it seems to be all the cool kids are on Instagram. Um, so that's uh, where we're going to hang out for a bit. So thank you for listening. Curtis, always good, my friend. And we will... Uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see you when we see you next, and uh, hopefully we'll have another episode in a couple weeks' time. Sounds good, Josh. Thanks, buddy. Great chat with you again. Okay, bye. And don't forget to check out music by Firstborn Son. You can find Dave's music on Spotify. Check him out on Instagram and Facebook.